0: But, like, with music, um, it was the first thing where I was like, no, this is the thing. Like, this is what I want to be really good at. And I was terrible when I started recording myself, like, got made fun of. Like, I released it, too, because, like, SoundCloud existed. I was like, who cares? Welcome to the Peach Jam podcast
1: from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians who call the Peach State home each episode we'll profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. I'm your host Jeremy Powell and on this episode we'll find out why a rapper from Clarkston credits Montessori School and ballet
0: for his confidence on stage. Yeah, my name's Wiley from Atlanta. I'm from the east side of Atlanta. I grew up in Clarkston for the most part, um, off of East Ponce, like exit 40. Um, Started making music when I was like 14, is when I started really recording myself. Um, And I would describe my genre as alternative blues or alternative R&B. with like an emphasis more on the B, I guess. Uh, Not that I don't have rhythm, just that it feels bluesy to me,
1: you know? No, I I totally get that. And when you say that, that's something I've never heard before, alternative R&B, but it, it definitely fits.
2: Stretching out my legs like the grabber, lavender cool Drink the dregs from the chalice, I'm back in the booth Smoking on true solace, knowledge and actual proof Keep a true scholar, body on an accurate tooth Don't you be spilling juice, don't be passive with truth You got a higher power, alive for them early hours Shower water stretching out your muscles like the fountain of youth Take off your pride, leave it at the door no we drunk of moonlight babe dancing real slow Take of your pride leaving on a float now babe No we both get so high just hold me real close You're
1: unique you're hard to describe to people you know when you. when I'm finding artists to to be on Peach Jam Sometimes my boss or, or people in the building or people who are in this room will be like, Oh, well, what kind of music do they play? When they
0: ask me about you, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I kind of have the same problem. It's not even like, like I, feel, I always feel kind of annoying when someone's like, What music do you make? And I'm like, It's hard to describe the genre because they're like, All right, whatever, man. You know, like everybody sort of says that now. Um, but I don't know. I just think it's very uh, me like that's it. just it feels really natural to me uh, when I'm working on it and if I come out of the studio with a weird like pop or rock song um, sometimes it doesn't fit into the world of what I'm making but I never write that off or like throw that stuff away I always am kind of looking for ways to experiment you know and um, make better stuff than what I made before.
1: And you're really messing with the algorithms because you have popped up in, in my like Spotify algorithm, mm. or Pandora thing, uh, where like you fit in with some of the alternative country acts I'll listen mm. to, some of the rap acts I'll listen to, some of the, the blues. And yeah, like you can get slotted next to a lot of
0: different people and fit right in. That's cool. I mean, I I wonder about that sometimes with uh just like like you said, like the algorithm and like, you know, because I've never really been someone that like gets playlisted. I like, you know, my Spotify I've almost never been in an editorial playlist. Um I got into an Apple Music editorial for <laughs> like 30 minutes. Like it was really bizarre. I was like <laughs> texting everyone like this is crazy. And then I refreshed the playlist and like the song was gone, <laughs> uh, which I don't know. Maybe they were like, not enough clicks, get rid of it, mm-hmm. um, but you never know. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. I, I, I didn't ever think of it that way, but hopefully that works out to my advantage. <laughs>
2: Panic and piety, anger for me in danger. It's strange when you got it made, but plays they want you to make don't get you excited. We dance to heroes and fades, spade and spade. You getting aged now, praying for an early retirement. Take off your pride, leave it at the dawn now, babe. I know we both get so high, just hold me real close. I said, take off your pride, leave it on the float now, babe. We both drunk up moonlight,
0: yeah. I went to Montessori school when I was a kid, which explains a lot, uh, if you know me, cause like, you know, Montessori kids, we kinda, kinda weird. Okay. Um, just cause Montessori is a really unique uh, thing. I do think a lot of people have an impression that it's like, oh, it's some kind of crazy alternative school. Like, nah, like you have to do the same stuff, you know, just in a different way. And you have a lot more independence and sort of freedom to decide what you wanna do. And I think that directly contributed to me making music um, and like wanting to be creative and and make art in general. Because, I mean, also because I had no great love for school. But it's also like Montessori really encouraged that kind of you can choose what you want to do and like who you want to be in a way. Uh, and everyone kind of gets along because of that environment. So it was very jarring to then go to Shamrock Middle School and like. You know, it's it's a very rigid format compared to Montessori, uh, but you know, I adjusted. It's just it's an interesting thing. I think it's a big influence on why I do what I do. So like story. being raised in some kind of
1: creative, uh, where where creativity was. Encouraged.
0: Yeah, and like you know, Montessori punishment is kind of like I'm really disappointed in you. <laughs> like it's like the way your parents. I, I don't. It's it's strange. Yeah. Um,
1: there's no there's no in school suspension. Yeah, at I mean, the, like I
0: had a my worst punishment I ever had was I was removed from the classroom for like three days. Uh, it, it's hard to describe, but it was like we like my friend and I got in trouble. We had to sit in the art classroom and we just weren't allowed to like be a part of the community. Which, at first I was like, whatever, and then you just come to really, <laughs> my friend like really couldn't handle it. He would come in every day and be like, I'm not doing this anymore! And I was like, it's all good, man, you know? Uh, we just gotta keep our heads down.
2: Money don't make a man, but money is man-made. Ugly, impatient hands rip out the whole landscape. Sully my bitter soul, my heart in a handshake. Blood from a stone, water run red when the dam breaks. Follow me home, my spirit gilded and handmade. I got my daddy's voice, I got my mama's eyes. I hope my sister knows that she stand on my shoulders high. I hope my brother know that he keeping my soul alive. East side of Atlanta, love you like a sibling. That go for Cleo, J. Lou, and Taylor, we got history. I remember playing shows with Daniel, they dismissed me I remember Johnny crashing cymbals like they dissed me I remember Jared sipping bourbon by the 5th He blessed me with a story I'm gonna tell until we 50 Anybody else that helped that made me who I am Hope you understand you made me strong enough to stand And that's word to you. Take off your pride Hey, leave it on the float now baby you gotta take off your pride, leave it on the float now, babe. I know we both get so high, so high. So
1: you, you take that creativity and it starts pushing you towards music. And yeah. then that happened in middle school and high school there in Druid Hills?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's really interesting. I, I had no intention of like making music for a really long time. I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be different things and aspired to, like, I think I always wanted to do something, like I did theater and dance and various things where you had to perform. Um, But I, like, my parents were sort of musical, but not in that way that it's like, you know, oh, I grew up with all these instruments in the house. Like, my dad's sort of a singer-songwriter, and very talented musician, but like, and you know, my mom has a great voice. They met in choir and stuff like that. Um, so I would go to my dad's shows as a kid. He would perform at like Red Light Cafe and Eddie's Attic and stuff. Uh, but I never like watched my dad perform and thought I want to do that someday. I think I really wanted to be an actor or like a writer. Or I don't know something else. And I don't know when I got to middle school and I started really developing my own music taste it was like all I cared about and I was just like that kid that always has headphones in one of the things that I find
1: interesting is when you're talking about that you know I was in middle school when I I really kind of found the sounds and but you're still talking about being 12 years old and yeah. kind of finding yourself and in, in your direction in life that's pretty early well I
0: think it was kind of just like, I was someone that tried a lot of stuff when I was a kid, and I I always wanted to be really good at whatever I was doing, and I would get kind of easily frustrated if I wasn't that good, um, or if I was having trouble or whatever. Uh, and I remember like talking to my parents about just feeling like music uh, was the first, maybe besides creative writing. I I've always kind of like really, thought I was good at that, but like with music, um, it was the first thing where I was like, no, this is the thing. Like, this is what I want to be really good at, and I was terrible when I started recording myself. Like, got made fun of, like, I released it too, because like, SoundCloud existed. I was like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody, you know, like, bashed me and everything, because like, middle school, high school, it is what it is. But, um, I didn't care. Like, there was the first thing where I was like, I'm bad at this, but like, I'm gonna be good. Like, I just sort of had this confidence from somewhere, I don't know. Um, maybe from kind of being comfortable on stage and stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just the first thing that I felt like I can be really good at this. And once I figured that out, it was all I wanted to do.
2: I'm done my master. Still do way too much. You say I'm too much for you. But it felt like I wasn't enough. I burn on blue fins, I break while you been. you made some new friends, baby, that I don't really like, but I'll try to pretend, would you do the same for me?
1: And when you mentioned the, the confidence from being on stage, you are a trained,
0: I don't know what it's called, is it a ballerina? Is that, mm, you're, you're not, yeah. a, are you a ballerina? Well, I think... Like, I could be completely wrong, but I do think that they may refer to male ballerinas as, like, ballerinos. Okay, I I don't
1: know. Like, I would (laughs)
0: rather be called a ballerina than whatever a ballerino is. That sounds ludicrous to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did ballet for eight years, um... From what ages? I was probably six when I started. My parents have some, like, home video of me being six years old doing it. Um, I'm gonna need you to send that, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll try to find it. It was Lovely very, that. like, I wasn't, I was just sort of like, you know, like, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Are you it, dressed as, like, a ladybug or something? No, or? so that's the other thing, like, I mean, kind of, I'm glad that it wasn't that. Okay. Because it was very, like, you know, I wore black tights, white t-shirt, mm-hmm. uh, and then, like, as you get older for the recitals and stuff, the boys have to wear, like, really uncomfortable stuff. I mean, I'm sh- it's way more uncomfortable for the girls anyway, because they have to be on point and stuff when you mm-hmm. get older, and we don't have to do that. Um, but yeah, I would have all this crazy, hot, you know, velvet Baby. frills, like, itchy, you know. Can you just
2: tell me that you love me? Can you make it look real? Tell me that you need me, even if it ain't how you feel. I've been a long time in love Still willing to try it for you I made up my mind when I was young I would give up my life to love you I'm dumb, I'm messed up Still do way too much said I'm too much for you, but it felt like I wasn't enough. I burn on both ends. I break while you bend. You made some new friends, baby, that I don't really like but I'll try to pretend.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Ballet, uh, I really enjoyed performing. I didn't like going to class. Like, I didn't like the practice part of it, even though I recognized its importance, but yeah, like being on stage, you know, it was awesome. We would perform at the Georgia Tech First Center, Mm -hmm. and that's also where I went to theater camp when I was little. So, like, that stage was pretty formative as far as, like, my first experiences with an audience, uh, which I'm sure, I mean... Anytime you're on stage and like an audience reacts to what you're doing uh, in a positive way, (laughs) you're kind of like, wow, this feels amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least some people. Some people are like, I would rather die than go on that stage. Uh, And I had friends like that. um, And I just, I don't know, I always loved it.
2: Would you do the same for me, baby? Would you do the same for me? Just tell me that you love me. Can you make it look real? Tell me that you need me. Even if it ain't how you feel now. Tell me that you love me. Tell me that you need me. Tell me that you love me. Tell me that you need me. Can you make it look real, babe? Can you make it look real? Tell me that you
1: so the the things you're talking about are completely different than what most people would associate with a rapper mm-hmm. so when we're talking about somebody who makes rap music or hip-hop or I've seen it referred to as soul hop what you make mm. um, but in, with somebody like that, you don't necessarily think of them going to a monastery school and then being a a, a ballet ballerina. Right. Tr- you know, like these things are, are different.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And so how does that, how, well, one, how does that make you feel knowing that your background is, is mm. different than what other people who are successful in music
0: have? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, A big part of making music is just being authentic and when i started trying to make music like i was you know i talked to my dad i was because he had some equipment that he like a microphone he was like you can use this but i'm not going to show you how to use it like you got to figure this stuff out um and like he knew i was trying to be a rapper and i was rapping and like recording myself rapping and he would say to me all the time like uh, you know, he was not he didn't listen to rap. He didn't like play it when I was growing up, whatever He didn't dislike it He just didn't really listen to it, but he was like all I know about rap is That you need to be authentic and be yourself and talk about your own experiences You know, he was like it's you're wasting your time and people will see through it if you're Trying to portray some version of yourself that you're not and that was really impactful on me, especially because You know like first of all i want to be good i don't want to like rap fast and like whatever all the sort of like cliche like white rapper stuff uh like i can't stand it i think i feel like most white people that rap are probably like self-hating or maybe not maybe they're really unaware it's not like self-hating but it's like white rappers are extremely corny like extraordinarily so at least to me uh for the most part there's some that are pretty cool but it's like kind of an inherently corny thing to do so it's like if you're being really authentic and genuinely yourself, and like that comes through, people can tell. I mean, there's white rappers who have done that and they're very successful, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. people, they're also like celebrated for, you know, writing about real stuff and like life experiences and all that. Um, So like, yeah, I mean, I think I fell in love with hip hop. I love to rap. I love writing lyrics in that style and like, but I also, <laughs> I also, like, recognize sort of what it is to be a white person that does that, you know? And I don't know, I feel like I've, it's like I said, I I knew early on that I wasn't going to be, like, a rappity rapper. Which is not to say there's anything wrong with that. It's just like, I knew I wanted to try singing and do these different things. So I think, like, because I've never directly been like I am a hip-hop artist Mm -hmm. I'm able to kind of blend genres and like experiment with things uh, in a way that maybe other artists can't or don't not can't don't
2: I need some water, I need some love, visions of a daughter, hope my brother give a cousin hope I make it out my mental block. In this cold apartment, skipping rocks Looking for a gift to shop. Meet me at the tipping point Pour one out and tie me off. Fall in love, fall back off Chip ain't felt far off the block Apples on the trees swinging It's a healthy breeze, baby You riding to the car, how I spoil you Halo made of curls, I adore you Sex die, mp3, baby Reckless with the seeds, plant a tree Make my knees shaky I need some water I need some love I'm loving. I need some water. Yeah.
1: If somebody doesn't understand the music scene in
0: Georgia mm.
1: and Atlanta and why it's so important to hip-hop especially, yeah.
0: what do you say to them? I would say that literally every, especially in hip-hop, Atlanta dictates the sound of current hip-hop. There is no... Artist who's popping right now who didn't borrow something from the atlanta sound or the atlanta style the thing about atlanta is because we do so much innovation and usually on a really large scale like a lot of the artists here are huge huge artists you know like the songs are on the radio the songs are in the club like whatever it's almost second nature the only thing that frustrates me about it is i think it's really interesting that like we have a very signature sound right to, at least to me i feel that like atlanta hip hop from you know whatever like outkast all the way up to now you know you might say like young thug or future is like kind of who runs it now in atlanta but it's like there's so many we have such a defined sound and i think it's really interesting how like if an artist from new york makes a song on like a west coast rap beat people are like you can't do that or if an artist in California makes like New York drill, it's like, what are you doing? But everybody copies us and gets away with it. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason is just because it's like the popular sound, you know? Like it's, I don't know. I have a lot of opinions about it, but I, I just think because our scene is so like, like the, the artists that are really, really successful from Atlanta are so kind of like larger than life in a way that is not always the case. It's not to say there's not huge artists from everywhere, but I think it's what caused our scene like to constantly change and evolve and innovate. And like you get these new waves and new pockets, you know, like there, there's always a wave happening uh, of a series of artists, you know, whether it's like, uh, when I was younger and it was like two nine and key and moving forward it's like Earth Gang, you know, Jid and then there's like McConan. Like there you can kind of track like all the way up to like Lil Yachty and then now like I would say Kenny Mason or David the Tragic like artists that I kind of came up in the scene at the same time, like playing shows with that I think are uh, not only like pioneers of what they're doing, but um, uber talented like could pretty much do whatever they want. Um, and like artists that I really respect and look up to, like I we there's such a range here um, of different sounds, and I guess that's why I feel so loyal and like so defensive of the Atlanta scene uh, because like the Georgia music scene is great. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of different pockets. Like there's the Athens scene other ones but like I just don't connect to it the same way uh, like when I'm there and maybe it's because like I love Athens and performing there and everything and like talented musicians all over Georgia but there's something about the energy in Atlanta especially when we had like DIY venues and like you know everybody's kind of on the same level and we're like hustling in the same way and and like playing on the same shows. so we really had a lot of camaraderie where We were competitive but like we also all still i think really want to see each other succeed and like i get really excited um when someone that i know like gets a huge opportunity or starts to uh blow up or like whatever it is goes viral or something like that because like you're literally watching people find themselves in real time and like find their thing and like also as an artist when someone else does something really cool like there's jealousy because you're like i wish i thought of that Mm -hmm. And then there's also respect, you know, like, that's innovative. Um, And I I genuinely believe, and I'm not discrediting any other music scene, because there's a lot of innovation that goes on, but I think that in Atlanta, like, we take a lot of risks and move the needle a lot on certain sounds and, like, waves, uh, especially in hip-hop, that, like, you know, maybe people would argue against that, but I think a lot of people in Atlanta would know what I'm talking about, as far as, like, Influencing what the current sound is, you know, are you famous anywhere? Um, uh, at my house Uh. <laughs> no, uh, my dogs get really hype when I sing Um. no like yeah, I, I don't know fame is like Uh. Sometimes I've I've had experiences where I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to be famous you know, like playing a show in Chicago and Turns out I'm pretty big here and I was kind of like wow uh or like getting recognized when you're out and stuff uh, is cool, obviously no one's like, ah, like passing out when they see me, yeah. but like it's cool to have someone be like, yo, you're Wiley, right? You know, or whatever it is. Um, I don't know, I, I have a lot of like Spotify action in Australia. Okay. So if anybody would like to help me get out there <laughs> to uh, Australia, like, I don't know, maybe it would, be huge maybe I get off the plane and they're like you know mm, you're our guy Yeah, you're you like never the Beatles know. When, I yeah, know, right? yeah
1: that would be fantastic be yeah. crazy. who know knows yeah. <laughs> or it's somebody
0: with a VPN it could be oh, that dude don't say that <laughs> it's just one guy it's like I'm gonna ruin this dude's life he's gonna think he's huge in Australia yeah
1: thanks for listening to the peach jam podcast find Wiley from Atlanta's complete musical performances on the GPB YouTube page Next time, I'll be joined in studio by a humble and talented band from LaGrange. And you just want to put some good out into the world and you're willing to work for it, whether it happens or not. Yes, yes. I'll die trying. Exa- same. Thoughts Are Nuclear is on the next episode of the Peach Jam Podcast. The Peach Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Sound engineering and recording was provided by Sounds Good. Follow us on Instagram at Peach Jam Podcast and look for Peach Jam on TV wherever you watch Georgia Public Broadcasting. In the meantime, please find and support live local music and independent record stores in your area.